Hello, it is Kate and Emma T with the podcast Aurora. <laughs> this week is Mental Health Awareness Week, so this it's our week. I know we're coming into our own here, mind. It's totally we? our week. Yeah, we are mental healthy on and off. Have been, might be. What does still men- are? What does mental health mean to you? We've got something on that we had on the telly earlier that was on about anxiety, but mental health isn't just anxiety. It's a part. Can be a part of it. Yeah. What else? I think. Um, well, when we were doing our walk fit class, the the teacher Leslie Sanson goes round and says, "Why are you walking?" And someone says, "For a healthy mind." Yes. And that's partly why we are doing it as well to get those good hormones going and to keep ourselves in the zone mentally as well. Cause um yeah. Do you know how I think it affects my mental health? Cause I get a win early in the morning. Yeah yeah. So mentally I feel healthy. Wow. Mental health. <laughs> See what get I did it. there. Mentally, I feel healthy because I've got a win and I feel good about myself. I mm-hmm. feel like I've achieved something epic. It was something for me. We've just done seven miles. We're actually mm. still sweating and we've sat down to do this. Mm-hmm. Mental health, I've had uh, bouts of depression is a big mental health thing for people. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, panic. Um, I think resilience as well is so linked with mental health. Well, it yeah. is. It, it's so intrinsic with <clears throat> mental health. What does mental health mean to you, Kate? Um... I want to say like, um, well, all the things you've said, but as well, healthy outlook. I mean, mm-hmm. we discussed the other day, didn't we? You identified a pattern in me. And one of the good things that I'm learning to do, and I hope I'm getting better at, I haven't always been like super defensive, but sometimes I can get defensive when people point stuff out that I need to work on. I think that's a human trait, but I think it's also because I'm used to being quite criticised and pulled to bits in past situations, which doesn't happen now. Join up the dots at will. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Emma said to me that she's identified that I've got a pattern where, what did you say, that I worry about... Something to do with the future and and stressing about what might happen and not being in the now and worrying and being anxious about it. Because I think, I I would say mental health is, for me at the minute, I'm working on having a healthy outlook and really checking myself on what I'm making things mean. Because I think it's so easy to go in different ways of thinking that aren't true. And Emma definitely identified that with me. I can remember the conversation and it's it feels like preparation and it feels like, well, let's just work this out in my head. But before you know it, it's actually been with you on and off all mm-hmm. day. So we were putting that in the context of surrendering and also oh, we were talking yeah, about right. confidence in yourself and your own ability that should anything happen in the future related to literally anything you'll probably cope because you're an adult you know you can get through shit which you've really realized doing the Wim Hof that you can do more yeah than you thought, thought you, you could. could yeah so off it's natural it's human nature to worry but I think as you develop more in the moment as you develop more certainty in your own ability to cope and get more evidence and get evidence for it the need for worrying becomes a lot less yeah because worrying although it feels like a fail safe it feels like a protective mechanism well I'll just figure this out I'll just make plan a b c d and e it actually steals a lot of your time and it steals your joy because you're stuck in the feeling of that worry. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if I ask listeners now, what is a physical feeling of worry for you? And, you know, different levels of worry, but intense worry, you'll feel it somewhere in your body. Mm-hmm. So there'll be days when worrying, that might be the dog being sick. There'll be, <laughs> oh no, she's just saying hello. There'll be days when worrying for you will be so automatic that you'll not realise you're cognitively doing it, but you might spot the physical sign. 
Interesting. Very, very interesting. That's why I was asking, yeah. what is your physical sign for it? So mine is, when I'm really worried, and you don't know this about me, I can't sit still, I pace. All right, okay. And worry for me is a very... move. Sadness is static. I'm okay. always static when I'm sad. But mm-hmm. when I, I had a panicky day last week with some, with some news I had that I wasn't expecting... And I couldn't sit down for a coffee. I paced round and round and round here. Right. So learn what I would say if mental health is a problem for you, and particularly or even with if anxiety. It doesn't even have to be a problem, even if you just want more resilience Absolutely. and strength. Absolutely. Yeah. But learn about your emotions and your feelings. Learn about mental health. Get curious about it. Look at how you think feel, behave under certain stresses, under certain feelings. And I think one of the things that is so important is just to get genuinely curious about it, notice, get mm-hmm. familiar, make friends with how you feel about how you feel. And yeah. I have this conversation with Kate so many times, Kate will say something, I'll go, ah, that's interesting, because my angle would be how I felt about it. And we yeah. said that this morning. Yeah. Because feelings are the, I think it's the biggest key to unlocking power within yourself. Because when you know how you feel, you can kind of air quote control it, you can work with it, you can surrender to it, you can fight it, you can push against whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know how you feel, well, frankly, you're just fucked. You've got to learn that bit first. So would you say that when people do feel, um, what, when you get a physical sensation, because yeah. you started off by saying, where do you feel it in your body? So yeah. physical or emotional, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to name it and claim it, isn't it? And I know that you give clients, because we've talked about this before, sometimes sheets of feeling words. Oh, yeah. And words of how they actually feel, because until you name it and claim it, you can't work with it. So mm-hmm. you might feel out of sorts, but what we're asking you and suggesting that you do here is really dig in with that. So what does that mean to you? Where do you feel it in your body? What And Emma uses metaphors as well. I've heard her do this. Like if it was a colour, what would it be? If it was the weather, what would it be? Mm-hmm. You know, and I went to see a counsellor ages and ages ago and she was a bit shamanic. She was great, actually. Ooh. And she was asking if you're an animal. Ooh. And I can remember being saying I felt like a tortoise without a shell at the yeah, time so I was obviously vulnerable. feeling really vulnerable Exposed. yeah so there are questions that you know you're listening to this fine but you could write those in a journal mm-hmm. and if you wanted to you could expand on those to really help you nail down how you feel and what you're feeling now the interesting thing is if you don't know how you feel and you've got a close reliable person this happens to client work a lot they'll talk about a situation, they'll go into the details and they can't identify a feeling. I'm not like, identify your feeling. It just mm-hmm. isn't coming out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what I'll have to say is something like, God, if that happened to me, I would imagine I would feel really ashamed. Mm-hmm. And then if they can't, they'll either go, oh, yeah, I can, I can, ac- yeah, I can feel that. Or they'll mm-hmm. go wow is that what shame would feel like because Mm -hmm. they've never been able i often ask clients who was your teacher for happiness who was your teacher for sadness who showed you how to be angry and Mm -hmm. they'll go well well nobody i wasn't allowed to be angry in my house my parents wouldn't tolerate anger ah interesting what do you do when you because anger is an appropriate emotion in some situations so you've had a really shit day someone's picked on you and behaved badly you need to respond with anger but instead you've gone home and eaten three cakes or yeah kicked your goldfish or something I don't know so where was that appropriate anger at the time so sometimes we'll work with ways to learn anger to express it because everything about mental health for me 
comes down to time and time again emotions and feelings there's nothing that can't be worked with and i would honestly say at the minute uh, without going too much into about me i would say i'm discovering there's a lot more that can be surrendered emotions than right. i thought like I'm, i could have been in a bit of a fear position at the minute mm-hmm. with some stuff but actually i'm just choosing to just say it and I, I know a lot of people hate the saying, it is what it is, but that's my, like, affirmation for this, is just yeah. breathing into it when it is what it is, and that's saved my mental health the last two weeks in particular. Excellent, excellent, and that's really, really good advice. And so I think we've identified that, obviously, I would like to say as well, and it occurred to me when you were talking, if you feel like you've got a mental health condition or you, you need help for mental health, please get it. We are massive advocates of reaching out and getting help. Speak to your doctor, speak to a counselling service, get some help on board because you know what? Mental health, there's, we say all the time, there's nothing mental about mental health. Oh, definitely not. It's everybody's business and it's a smart thing do to know, do to reach out. Do you know what it is as well? When you do reach out, it's, it's usually not the big thing. The big thing happened a few weeks ago or even months ago. It's the dirty tea bag on the side of the sink i rang the samaritans twice one one six one two three i think but kate will check that that's it if you're in put the it UK. in the show notes um but i rang them twice once was because i couldn't find a plasterer when i was 19 of course it was nothing to do with not finding a plasterer mm-hmm. that was just the tea bag and the second time was over a printer when i was a student mm-hmm. and the outpour and the minute somebody answered the phone they just went he couldn't even talk mm-hmm. and yeah. someone just stays with you until you've let that all out and the relief of speaking to a stranger i think for 20 minutes Mm-hmm. was incredible it's about getting the relief whether you journal talk to a friend ring samaritans look for a counselor go to your gp the minute you share your story and someone holds a space can try to understand what you're going through and reflect that they can see you're upset mm-hmm. it's awful all of this the minute all of those things happen for you the minute that brings in hope you feel a relief so i think that's about being heard Mm-hmm. about being witnessed about sharing in a safe space and not being judged definitely and that's something also that i would say that we can do for other people if you have a friend that comes to you or a colleague or a family member and they want to share something with you and they're not in a good place then you can be that person and you can listen to them in active listening so making sure that you don't judge, you don't give an opinion, but you, you make sure that they feel heard. So reflecting stuff back to them, I can really see how that made you feel. Yes, I felt like that once before, whatever it is, not one-upping them because that's awful, but you can be that person as well. But definitely reach out and if you feel resilient, and you can be that person, be that person for other people too. And the other thing I would say is in terms of reaching out, if you cut your finger or you broke your leg, um, you would get medical help. You know, it's mental health is is no different to physical health. You know, we need to identify it as something of a priority because it's oh, super, super important. And we are huge on counselling, therapy. We are we are people who take action and when we don't feel good, we do something about it. And that's I would say a real strength that we've got, but also We've got the kind of relationship, luckily, where we'll tell each other mm-hmm. as well, look, you're not doing well. All oh, right, okay. Also, 
Doing, doing something about it could be for me allowing myself to be sad for the whole day mm-hmm. and then doing something at night a bit of a cleanse and ritual thing and then drawing a line if possible but sometimes when when Kate's saying we're really proactive and we, we kind of find ways through sometimes that can also be sitting with it exploring it sitting mm-hmm. in the trenches for a little while and you know you might be listening to this thing and well it's all right for them um, if you're new to us and new to the podcast, I totally understand if you're absolutely in the pits why you would, would think that. But let me just say to you, and this is certainly not one up on you, it hasn't always been all right for us. Between us, we've been through some really, really big stuff. And we've actually got big stuff going on in the background now as well. Life stuff. And we want to show up even when it's shit. And let you know that we've got through it and there are ways to get through it and give you some hope and build that resilience. But so generally, if we can just sort of round off with mental health in terms of keeping your mental health in a good place day to day. Let's say we're talking about people who maybe like me have got a bit of background anxiety um, you know, they've been a bit scared about COVID and all of that. They've been through a bit of life stuff and they're regrouping and coming back. How do we keep our mental health in a good place day to day? I f- use it like a muscle, like I want to eat mostly healthy all the time or I can't expect to feel good and have energy. Mm-hmm. If I just work on mental health when I feel it's down or when something happens, mm-hmm. I flex my mental health muscle every day. I get sunlight, I get social support. Well, I literally uh... turn up to Kate's and go social support and put mm-hmm. the kettle on. Mm-hmm. So I break it down into little bricks. I take my dog out. I talk to my dog. It's a really good friend. It's pet therapy so for me it's about doing something every day or a series of things that literally flex that mental health muscle and mm-hmm. keep it in good shape yeah because i don't want to fall in the pit which the, the pit might come i have you know that's that's okay but i don't want to only start doing something when i'm in the pit because then i've kind of got a long way mm-hmm. to climb up and i would also say you know this ties in well to looking after yourself and self-care we all have something of a responsibility to do our best to keep ourselves in a good place because listen no one else can do this for you and that's not a blame thing if you're falling off the wagon and you feel shit and you're struggling reach out and get help it's happened to us life happens and kicks you hard you drop the ball you forget to look after yourself we totally get it but generally speaking if you can do stuff every day little things to keep yourself up to keep yourself in a good place get the basics right get enough sleep have enough water get some sunlight do some exercise have some social support get the do something nice for yourself get the basics right and keep your mental health in a reasonably good place then you're doing that for you and everybody else around you as well and start small you wouldn't dream of wanting to get back into fitness and go to the gym and run a 10k straight away on the treadmill you'd do walk a minute jog a minute or something like that just up to five minutes go around the block or something exactly so try and do something every day and try and start small what do you think tubby this is barking like a crazy thing yeah, so so start small, get a few little actions in place, but make it a daily habit, make mental health a daily thing, um, and look for, as well, little self-care pockets that you can do, because the more that you can build your energy up, and the more that you can look after yourself, also that's a self-worth thing and a self-esteem thing, and that's going to feed more into your mental health as well, so yeah, but definitely for me, it's getting the basics right, 
And it's working out what I'm making things mean and stop catastrophizing, stop generalizing and stop fast forwarding into the future and thinking that there are going to be catastrophes when clearly that's that's worry and it's draining my energy in the now and I don't need to do it. And in order to do that, I've got to be aware of what I'm thinking now, how I'm feeling now and name it and claim it like Emma said in the first place. And also my final add-on would be either try and lighten up a little bit it's not a funny thing it's not something to take lightly per se but a sense of humor with mental health really really helps me find somebody else who's got a healthy way to look i thought you were gonna say someone else mental healthy that's why we we are doing this (laughs) she looked at me then yeah agreed find someone else with a healthy (laughs) view of mental health because things can the seriousness of things can weigh you down and Mm -hmm. oftentimes a sense of humor with me like i'm not kidding i'll sometimes think something totally bizarre and i'll just go yeah my fucking hour man (laughs) are you fucking loony what you're doing and i'll have absolute loony tune (laughs) and i'll have a bit word with myself and think hey it's because i haven't had my sunshine and i'll go (laughs) now i'm not making light and i'm not being flippant we're not mocking no i'm genuinely not just say lighten the load a little bit some of the things that go through my head frankly are a little bit scary sometimes and there are ways and means you can use your self-talk to lighten and brighten that up a little bit and be more self-supporting and self-soothing. Yeah, exactly. Be your own best friend. That's it. Well, I'm going to go and get a shower because I'm sweaty, Betty. I'm going to get a shower and then do we some We seem to work. always round off on that, Emma. We're going to get a shower. Yeah, we're getting sweaty. <laughs> we're going to have to think of a different way to finish. Well, it's <laughs> raining, so I must run out and get the washing in. Cut off an hour. <laughs> Like okay. that. <laughs> That's ideal. TGFM. Okay, so so look after your mental health peeps and we'll speak to you again soon on the next podcast. Goodbye, Goodbye. for now. Goodbye. Goodbye.